Hi everyone, may peace be upon you. I am Harithja and this is the Harithja Podcast. Welcome, happy to have you here. I'm coming to you on Monday, 30th November 2020. Oh, jeez. November is almost over. Tomorrow it's going to be December. The last year of this batshit crazy year that I'm sure most of you are having. If you are not having a batshit crazy year, I'm super jealous of you. Uh, May God continue to bless you. I hope some of that blessing comes my way and to the rest of my listeners. That being said... I just have a weird feeling in my balls that may... Yeah, it's in my balls. Um, (laughs) That's where I feel things. That is the source of most of my feelings. And to be honest, a lot of men's feelings. Where was I going with this? Yes, I feel it in my balls. That the next year is not going to get much better, at least not for the first six months. Let's see how governments do with the lockdowns. Let's see how the COVID numbers are and maybe I might be a little more optimistic next time. In the meantime, buckle into your seats and let me entertain you. I just came back from a wonderful fucking weekend where I uh, I spent quite a lot of it with my girlfriend and now I am fucking sleepy. All this pussy is making me sleepy, guys. And I want to explain to you exactly how, like in exact detail, why pussy makes me sleepy. <laughs> What happened was I didn't get much sleep because I was sharing the bed with my cat who recently got spayed. Lame! (laughs) Hey, I told you in the previous episodes, if you want amazing jokes, go listen to Bilba. This is... This is a space for you to hate me. So, you know, come to this podcast, hate me, and then feel good about other people. Like, just get that hatred out of you. Like, just listen to the stupid guy you hate and then go out there, get that hatred out of you, and you'll just be light and free. But here's what happened over the weekend. My my cat can't stay outside of my room because there are other cats outside who might lick her, her wound, so she has to stay isolated. And this pussy, this cat, is just so freaking attention-seeking. She's a love slut, I believe is the term for it. Uh, It is an offensive term, but it's okay. Uh, This is not a safe space. This is a safe space to make lame jokes, though. Other than that, if you get triggered, I guess go listen to Oprah or Ellen or I, I don't fucking know. Just not. This is not the place for you if you get triggered about, like things people talk about behind closed doors so this cat just kept waking me up a bunch of times um this cat's really stupid you know i hear that purebred dogs like golden retrievers they're really sweet really beautiful dogs but they're just so fucking dumb like they can't save your life if it came down to it and if like someone tried to attack you apparently like a, a golden retriever is just useless and my Persian, purebred Persian cat is something like that. So guys, if you want a smart cat, don't go for those expensive purebred ones. Because let me tell you about what how stupid my purebred cat is. She has a terrible hit rate when it comes to the litter box, right? I have this litter box and 50% of the time her shit lands like next to the litter box. She loves peeing next to the litter box 50% of the time. And I don't 
fucking understand it. Ah! <laughs> How stupid do you... Like, I've literally seen her sit in the litter box, but her ass... But her legs, right, are like on the edge of the thing. And I literally see her shitting on the floor next to the fucking litter box. And I've had to put like newspaper down just to control that annoying situation. She loves like in the middle of the night. And she's done this a few times to like climb on top of me. Like get my love and affection and pee right on top of me. And then she's surprised when I scream. She's surprised when I scream and just push her off the bed. She just looks at me like, dude, what the fuck? Like as though her peeing on me Is just the most normal thing in the world So I've had to like Get up a few times Just push her off the bed So I can sleep And then like clean the pee from my It's just a It's an ordeal guys Like if you want a smart cat That doesn't do all this dumb shit Just get yourself like a mix Or like you know Those mongrel cats from the road I don't know if they're called mongrel cats I know like stray dogs are called mongrels, but I don't know about cats. I don't know. Tomcat? I think Tomcat is the right way. Yeah, I've been dealing with that situation and I'm so fucking sleepy. I just had a super unproductive Monday at work. Uh, I hope you had a better Monday. If not, you know, in preparation of next week's Monday, I always have an episode ready uh, just so you can listen on Monday morning. So just check that out. Play that at your workplace and, you know, who knows, you might have a better time. So while I was uh, on a date night, I guess, date evening with uh, Taylor, wonderful woman, I was just driving by this mosque and I noticed a guy with, uh, so this Muslim guy, he was a Malaysian, but he was dressed up like an Arab. Um, So you know how Arabs wear like white top to bottom? And that red and white hat thing. So um, if I'm not mistaken, not all Arabs wear that. Uh, I don't want to generalize, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's what Saudi people like to wear. And that's what he was wearing. Now, his beard was so red that it matched the, the, the headpiece he was wearing. I don't even know if headpiece is the right word to call it. So let me do a quick Google search on what is the name of the thing the Saudis wear on their heads and I will get right back to ya. Okay, I am back from my quick Google search and apparently the thing is called an agal. A-G-A-L. Hey, look at that. We learned something together today. All right. So he dyed his beard red and this is not the first time I've seen this in Malaysia and I have to say it's quite common and it just blows my fucking mind why anyone would want to look like an angry god of war. (laughs) The red beard just makes you look like fierce, you know, like you look like a Muslim Viking. (laughs) I'm sorry if you did find that funny but that, 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 that cracked me up. Now, in other parts of the world, if you have red hair, I've been told that you, you'd you get made fun of. So there's this uh, phenomenon in the UK called gingerism. Like, you, know, you fucking ginger. I, not my words. This is what the, UK, the people in UK say to each other, right? And yeah, there's just a stigma against redheads. Uh, and... So on one hand, I'm wondering like, why do you want 
to associate yourself with that stigma. But on the other hand, I'm like, good for you, you know? Something progressive, like, fuck the people who make fun of redheads. Like, I'm going to emulate myself just like them and look angry. <laughs> All right. During the weekend, I had um, lunch, brunch, breakfast and lunch with uh, two of my friends who are girls and it was super interesting to get from them like insight uh so they've both dated indian men and i found this thing they told me about indian men super interesting they were like indian men don't know how to talk themselves into your pants now that kind of boggled my mind. Indian men don't know how to talk themselves into your pants, but at the same time, there are like a billion, over a billion Indians in the world and they're obviously a successful people because they're not just in India, they're all over the fucking place. We have millions of them in Malaysia and I don't know how many in the USA. You know what? Let's look that up together. This will just be a fun fact for everybody. How many Indians are there in the USA. You know what I like about this podcast? It's like a waste of time in terms of like low quality comedy. But at the same time, what you get is like like random facts that you're never going to use. <laughs> so, Indian Americans have a population of about 4 million in the US. 1.2% of the US population. Yeah, 4 million in the US. So, where was I going with this? Yeah, so they obviously reproduce at quite a successful reproduce fuck i'm making them sound like lab rats anyway they reproduce quite successfully but they don't know how to talk themselves into your pants so like i'm like what the fuck did they do <laughs> how, how does how do you facilitate the baby making is what i'm wondering like do they just point at their crotch and just go <laughs> You <laughs> woman, is that is that how it goes down in India? Can anyone confirm or deny this fact? Please send me an Instagram or a WhatsApp. Anybody? Yeah, so uh, I asked my friend, like, hey, how then? How do they? What do they do? You know, like for example, in a club situation, when you wanna, when they wanna hook up with other girls, and then my friend just said. Oh, they just kind of touch you inappropriately and breathe in your ear. And I was like, what? So what? They they like kind of touch you in the waist, put their face next to your ear and the nose is touching, but the mouth is quite far away because they have big noses, which is not a racist thing to say because I have a big nose too and I am from South Asian uh, ancestry. So what? They just put their face right there and go, <sighs> <laughs> and then they get laid is that what happens <laughs> because if that works you know i might like deploy that strategy because the indians are doing something right with their baby making so i'm gonna try that on my girlfriend and i will report back next time Ooh, my dad is calling all right i'm just gonna pause this for a second be right back and I am back. That was just my papa telling me he's not going to be home for dinner. Every day I get a call around or about this time and he's just telling me whether he's having food at home or not. And it is just the sweetest fucking thing. Yeah, that's a little bit of feel good factor for you guys. 
while I was in the McDonald's having lunch with those two girls. Oh, Taylor was there, by the way, and we were just all having fun talking about Indian guys, uh, which is not racist because uh, one of them is from like a subcontinent background. But while I was there, I noticed that there was a uh, promotional poster in McDonald's advertising McDonald's vocational school. And Taylor, being the hilarious woman she is, she was just like, hmm, I'm really curious about that. Like, what do they teach you in McDonald's school? And I'm like, you know, like how to manage the company, how to serve the customer. And then without blinking, she just said, philosophy of French fries. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that just cracks me up and then I'm and I literally like some french fries went up my nose because I was laughing while eating at ex- that exact fucking moment and you know I would not be surprised if there was a module called philosophy of french fries because I would sign up for that shit because my french fries uh, honestly suck guys all right I want to share a story about almost getting into a fight with a black guy while I was in the United Kingdom. All right, this is gonna, this is about to get juicy. So I was doing deadlifts on the floor and I was in the middle of a rest set and this really tall, I'm not exaggerating, he, he must have been at least six foot. Uh, I don't know six foot what because uh, beyond six foot, they're all the same fucking height to me because I'm like five, five seven, right? So <laughs> what he does is he just, uh, without looking at me, without asking, he takes five kilos, uh, five kilograms off the sides of my deadlift weights without asking me. And you need to understand that this guy was, um, he was built, man. He looked like he had like heads the size of heads for biceps. He didn't have much legs, but his shoulders were crazy. He had big boobies, those muscle boobies. But me being me, you know, I'm generally not afraid of physical confrontation, even if I'm going to, I would get like the shit kicked out of me. So I wasn't a dick about it. What I did was I just went up to him and said, Hey, uh, I'm still using those mate. I said, mate, I extended an olive branch. I was trying to be like polite, but this motherfucker still like wanted to be a dick about it. And he was just like, oh, no, I'm just going to use him for a set. I'm just going to use him for a set. And then he put his ear headphones back on. And I said, no, no, I'm using them right now. You don't take weights um, in the middle of someone else's set. And then he just kind of squared up and like took a few steps at me he had these like murder eyes those like you know when you open your eyes wide and you look like you're a psychopath yeah he had that look and then he was like bearing down on me and he said look I'm gonna put them back yeah I'm just gonna (laughs) I can't do a, a black UK accent forgive me but yeah he just said I'm gonna put them back I just wanna do my set but for me I'm like no fuck you I'm still using them you don't know how long I rest I might be resting 30 seconds I can't be wait- fucking waiting for you in the middle of my in, in the middle of my set yeah I got strict resting times bitch yeah you can see I'm not gonna live very long uh, <laughs> So the next thing that happens is uh, the personal trainer or the like administrators of the place like came into the fucking room 
like running, like you know how in the cartoons when you like you run to the door and you're almost exiting the door, but you pull yourself back, and then he was like, like out of breath, right? He was like, <sighs> <laughs> and he was like, hey, 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 there's no problem here, there's no problem here, and then the guy just ignored him. I mean, the big black guy, he just ignored the personal trainer and he said, what are you going to do about it? And then he stood, he took another step forward and he's right in my fucking face, right in my fucking face. And I was just really calm and just a really cocky motherfucker about it. At that moment, I thought, you know, if I die, fuck this guy. I don't give a fuck. You don't take my weights in the middle of my training session. Yeah, I'm an Asian guy. Okay, I'm not even Oriental. I'm the kind of Asian people don't know that I'm Asian. They're not sure what I am. They think they look at me and they think, um, hmm, is this guy like a really short Latino? In the UK, I'm already smaller than most people. When I'm in Leicester Square, I get bumped around a lot. You know, people feel like they can just push me around. And I really don't like that. So I've, at that moment, I wasn't scared. I just felt like I'm so tired of this shit. I'm so tired. You know, I'm small here. Back in my country, I'm considered quite jacked, okay? And I don't give a fuck how big you are, how tall you are, how muscular you are, how scary you look. This guy looked like he came, he just came out of fucking prison, I'm not going to lie. At that moment, it's not like my mind went blank. At that moment, my mind was like, I'm going to get stabbed, I'm going to get stabbed, and I'm okay with it. I'm going to get fucking stabbed, and this is for my people. I don't give a shit, yeah. I'm not going to be pushed fucking around by any black guy by any white guy no one's gonna push me around so i was just there i was just getting i was preparing mentally to be punched in the face or for a weight to be thrown at me or something you know like to, to get stabbed i was it scared and then i say this really dumb thing that might be illegal. I'm not sure. I passed my ethics exam in the bar, but <laughs> but this is what I said. I said, I'm a barrister, bro. Come at me. So to translate for anyone who might not understand what I um, what that means is, I'm a lawyer, man. Come at me. He just turns around and then he walks away. Holy Shit, I cannot believe that worked. Why I think that worked is um, I'm guessing he's either been criminally involved or he knows someone criminally criminally involved and, you know, barristers over there, criminal barristers, they're just not someone you want to piss off because they're either in your case or they're your, or like they are prosecuting you and if someone has it out for you, you're not going to have a good time. If he fucks me up somehow, I guess he got the feeling that he's definitely going to jail because he thought I was a barrister. But at the time, I was not yet a barrister. I was just studying to be one. And to be fair, uh, at the time, I was like digesting all the facts in my head. Like, yeah, if he punches me and this happens and that happens, he's going to get like six to ten years. That Yeah, that that's grievous bodily harm. <laughs> Criminal law. But yeah, I had, I was so calm about it. And then he just walked away. 
and left my weights uh, exactly there. So I took them back. And then the PT was freaking out and he was just saying, man, I was looking at the CCTV, right? And then I saw this huge guy and you just stepping closer and closer towards each other. And I saw you weren't backing away. You weren't backing away. So I had to come run away just so I didn't want you to get killed or anything to happen here. I would have been in big trouble. (laughs) Motherfucker Didn't say We were backing away From each other He said You weren't backing away You weren't backing away Fuck you This is what I'm talking about Yeah People think Asians Are like We should just Fucking take it And back off And I say to that Fuck you And fuck off At the time though I didn't really get uh, Insulted by that Uh, At the time I just laughed it off But you know I just thought it after I just thought about it After that Like motherfucker Expected me To just what Back away Why This is not Some toxic Masculinity shit Yeah guys This is about Small things That Make a really big difference You know That guy is not gonna simply fuck with the next vaguely Asian guy, like, as a matter of fact. He's gonna think first, you know. In my opinion, standing up for your si- yourself humanizes yourself. So, if any big b- Asians out there, if any big black guy or any white guy is a dick to you, and approach that situation with a clear mind, put your fucking ego aside. Just think about what's right in that situation. Think about the perception of your people as a whole and don't fucking back down. Don't fucking back down. That's like the batshit crazy... This is not legal advice, yeah? This is the batshit crazy (laughs) way to think about it because like if you find yourself in a situation where you might get stabbed, yeah, obviously get get out of there, get out of there. But, you know, if you take one for the Asian team, then at the same time, you're... You know, you're you're representing your fellow Asians and there's something to be said about that. So to put a positive spin on that, like either way, either way you act like on one hand, you, you are not stabbed, which is always a bonus, I think. <laughs> and if you act the other way, then, you know, you, you stand up for us and it's always good. All right. So I was super happy to get this... Um, this request from my email and uh, so it's really long it's this listener who's uh, a woman from what i can tell or a gay man but i think it's a woman and uh, oh it's a woman the name is a woman and she's asking me about advice uh, when it comes to men and women right advice for women and there's a lot here so i'm just gonna deal with one today it says hello i know you you don't know me okay I would like to request these topics. And the first topic is how to make men fall in love with you. How to make men fall in love with you. All right, this is a really multifaceted topic. And uh, I can break it down in a lot of ways. Now, there's genuine love. And I need to make a distinction between this and just uh, genuine attraction. The easiest way to get a man's attraction, which in my opinion, in most cases, you're going to need to do because how else is he going to have the opportunity to spend enough time with you to fall in love with you, right? So you need to attract him first in most cases. And the way you do that is you got to show him the goods, yeah? 
Most men are attracted to feminine traits. So if you smell good, have pretty hair, are thoughtful about you, what you wear, have good hygiene, I don't know, brush your teeth, don't have stinky breath, don't have any foul smells coming from your vagina. Like this is standard advice. If you are on the spectrum of chubby, consider a gym membership or doing some cardio or dieting. But, you know, this is not rocket science. Just appearing attractive um, can make your life a lot easier. And this is not sexist, by the way. Like, I'll tell men the exact same thing, yeah? People are superficial, especially at first, and there's no shame in... Uh, improving your appearance and your uh, general attractiveness. Like, I, I feel no shame in saying that. With that being said, here's the thing about men. Men are even more superficial than women, yeah? Men like what they see. And chances are, if the guy uh, in question doesn't look at you as in, like an attractive woman then the odds are stacked against you, like full stop. There needs to be something attractive about you that he can go like, oh, unless he's like a total virgin, then, and like not a virgin by choice, then those guys, they'll fuck anything. So any girl that gives them attention, it's fine. But this is not most men in my opinion. So yeah, the most obvious advice is look sexy. <laughs> For guys, this uh, applies to you as well. Now, that real love, that how I would describe as feeling like pure admiration for another human being that goes beyond physical characteristics, there's uh, two ways to achieve this. The game way and the genuine way. The game way is one that that there's a lot of literature about this. You can manipulate other human beings to fall in love with you. I don't advocate using this way. So I'm just going to give you the information and you do whatever you want with the information because my opinion, I don't like doing this because it is manipulative. But let's say you have a guy who's attracted to you. What you want to do is to increase your value. And you do that by this concept of scarcity. And men, you can use this, uh, the, the, these strategies and tactics as well. So he's attracted to you. He might text you a few times. Take your time before texting him back. Don't reply straight away. Make him work for your attention. Reward him with uh, good behavior. Let's say... He's been really good to you. He gives you a lot of attention. Make him feel nice. Flirt with him. Tell him he's cute. But then back away. It's push and pull. Make it, make it so that obtaining your approval or validation or obtaining access to having sex with you, which is even more powerful, is unpredictable. As though he can't predict. If he does A or B, he will get sex or attention or validation or time with you or the title of girlfriend. Always make him wait. And over time, this is going to make him obsessed with you, obsessed with you. If you want to take it a step further, 
you can be you can employ this like nuclear bipolar tactic which is like you're super happy in a good mood and super happy in a good mood and just super nice to him one second for no reason give him lots of sex and this shit tends to make him feel over the moon and then for no reason go bat shit crazy go bat shit crazy and just be really like unreasonable be really unreasonable start fights but don't take it too far you need to calibrate it <clears throat> you need to really calibrate it because you need to find the line where if you cross that line he will break up with you because of how miserable he is be unpredictable but don't cause misery cause a bit of sadness but don't cause misery because the net of the situation needs to be more positive than negative and the same thing applies to men you can uh, deploy this strategy or tactic with women the point is guys the bigger picture is that they must be happier as a whole with you than misery because if in, they're in that misery state of mind they will leave or there's a higher chance they will leave you do that you can get someone to be super obsessed with you and not only that you can make that person your bitch it is really powerful it is worked i've seen this pattern in so many of my friends it has been written about extensively in dating blogs a lot of men use this manipulative strategy to essentially make a woman obsessed with them and i don't see why this shit doesn't apply for women as well uh, to be used against men it has been used against me but in my opinion not not um not purposely i think i just dated someone who was bipolar but at the same time i've seen men and women use this to like just amazing if just amazing extent like to achieve amazing results the person is obsessed with the person deploying this tactic and you know they think they're in love and they might be in love i don't know the exact neurochemistry of it but for whatever reason that person can't leave the person who's using the tactics in my opinion you should not do this even though it works like a charm why because then what about you do you really love that person if you're willing to go to the extent of manipulating them like that you know if you just go out there you take your sweet time and not because you're busy but just because you want to be manipulative you take your sweet time to reply back in a way that you know will get keep her engaged and excited and work to get your attention i said her but i i'm supposed to say him but if you do that on purpose guys you're treating another human being quite terribly in my opinion like if you dole out sex as as a woman as though it's a coupon and not just have sex when you're genuinely horny in my opinion even though that's powerful and it works it makes you a terrible human being so what's the right way to make a man fall in love with you this is my opinion the right way the right way means you're not following any advice the right way is just being yourself 
doing things because you like something, doing things because you don't like something, saying nice things because you mean it. Just do that. Just be genuine. And if the person, and don't be manipulative, and if the person sees that and likes that and loves you for that, then that's the best kind of love you can get. So the only advice I have is be genuine. And if the guy doesn't love you back, fuck that guy. Okay, you're a woman. Dating, in my opinion, is e- way easier if you're a woman. And that's not me speaking out of my asshole, my arse lock. <laughs> that's coming from real data, yeah, real statistics. So if you look at popular behavioral psychology statistics, and this is also reflected in Tinder statistics, 80% of women are competing for the top 20% of men. The average man, the average man is unattractive to 80% of women. Where was I going with this? Uh... Yeah, so the bottom 80% of men are like really struggling to find a woman because no one looks at them. What I'm trying to tell you women is that there is a flood, a sea of dicks out there who are desperate to date. And in that sea of dicks, there is one genuinely nice guy. When I say nice, I don't mean like, hey. I just mean an attractive guy, yeah? That maybe other women are just passing up the opportunity to be with. But... If a guy just sees you for you and not just your pussy, but your genuine person, minus all that manipulative bullshit, that's the best way for a guy to fall in love with you. All right. So that's today's uh, section of talking to my audience from my emails. If you have any questions, I really do like relationship advice and stuff. But if you have a funny story, feel free to email me at harithjofficial at gmail.com. You know, I heard in uh, American schools, the teachers, uh, hold on, excuse me. All right, I'm back. So I heard in some like American Christian schools, the teachers tell their kids that dinosaur, dinosaur fossils were put in the earth by God to test the faith of humanity. <laughs> God damn. So God put apparently put all this evidence of natural selection and evolution just to see if like you believe in him enough just to ignore all the evidence. And I think those teachers should be castrated. <laughs> Was that going too far? All right. In the next section, I want to talk about ASEAN news. And today I thought I would do Brunei, the Sultanate of Brunei. I'm going to do my best to do this section without getting banned from Brunei. All right, Brunei news. Let's see what we got. As expected, a lot of business stuff. Hmm. Okay. This looks interesting. All right. This is uh, reported from The Star, which is a Malaysian newspaper, on Monday, 16th November, a while back. But it reads, Brunei to helm ASEAN chairmanship next year. From Bandar Seri Begawan, Brunei Sultan 
Hassanal Bolkiah on Sunday joined other ASEAN leaders for the handing over of the ASEAN chairmanship to Brunei Darussalam at the closing ceremony of the 37th ASEAN Summit. Hmm. The closing ceremony began with remarks by Prime Minister of the Socialist Republic of Vietnam. Jeez. Oh, fuck. Um, Nguyen Xuan Phuc as the ASEAN Chairmanship for 2020, who reiterated ASEAN's strong commitment to multilateralism, dialogue, ASEAN centrality and shaping an inclusive rules-based regional architecture. Okay, so it used to be Vietnam and now the ASEAN chairmanship is going to Brunei. I guess that's the headline. That's all you need to know. Interesting to know, in my opinion. All right. The next one is from Business Insider, published 22nd November 2020. It reads, the title, An exceedingly rare 90s supercar owned by the Sultan of Brunei is on the market for 725,000 US dollars. Oh, fuck. It looks like a really ugly spaceship. But you know what? If someone gave me that car for free and said I couldn't sell it, I'd be like, heck yeah. (laughs) Okay, I don't know if you'll consider this news, but I guess the Sultan is selling one of his car, one of his many cars. And why I'm talking about it is just, I thought it's super important. Uh, super interesting how the Sultan wanting to sell his car made it to news on Business Insider. That just goes to show, it just speaks to how central the Sultan is in Brunei, which is no surprise, I guess. I'm going to look up how many cars does the Sultan of Brunei own. Let's see what we get. 7,000 cars. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Children... Uh, people are losing their jobs. People have nothing to eat. He has 7,000 cars. <laughs> oh no, I'm getting bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never mind. You know what? The Sultan of Brunei can do whatever he wants with his money. I've been told that uh, the citizens of Brunei are very happy and they get treated very well and that there's basically no poverty in Brunei. So... Uh, I don't mean to make fun of the Sultan of Brunei. You know, he's a rich guy. He should be able to spend his money however he wants. All right, next piece of news. It's from, let's see what we got. The Rojak Daily, published 30th October. The title reads, The Sultan of Brunei, uh, Sultan Hassan al-Bolkiah, is apparently not the wealthiest monarch in the world. Oh, did people think he was? Well, let's see. It reads, We are pretty sure that you would have an idea just how wealthy the Sultan of Brunei is. The ruler of the tiny nation, Sultan Hassan al-Bolkiah, has not exactly been shy about flaunting his wealth. So it should come as no surprise if he is the wealthiest monarch in the world, right? Well, he is not, and by a wide margin, the world's richest monarch. According to a report by CEO World magazine, the richest monarch in the world is none other than the king of Thailand, King Maha... Oh boy. King Maha... V- v- Vajiralongkorn. Yes! Stuck the landing. I'm trying to be respectful here, guys. I made some mistakes in my previous podcast. I want to do this right. The report stated that his personal wealth is estimated to be between 30 billion US dollars to... 
43 billion US dollars. Uh, as comparison, the man we thought was the richest monarch in the world has a personal wealth of just just 28 billion US dollars. All right, so the king of Thailand is about 8 billion dollars richer at least. Man, I really like that I'm doing this. We're learning about like ASEAN countries and who's richer than who. It's super interesting. The king of the oil-rich country Saudi Arabia, King Let me get this right. Salman Abdul Aziz Al Saud, meanwhile, only has US uh, 18 billion dollars in his bank account. That's actually pretty insane. What? He has that in cash? So how did he acquire that much money you ask who Financial Times reported that the king's wealth was acquired after he ascended the throne back in December 2016 oh it's a Thailand king when Thailand's Crown Property Bureau transferred its entire portfolio to him mm. The royal assets reportedly worth tens of billions of dollars were held for more than 80 years on behalf of the monarchy The ongoing unrest in Thailand has brought to light the king's personal wealth with protesters questioning why taxpayers money are going directly into the personal bank account of the king. Well, there you go. Sultan of Brunei is not the richest, it is the king of Thailand. I'm so happy that they made that article really short. I'm just going to for fun, yeah. Let's check up on Thailand. Thailand protests. Just update ourselves about the situation there. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to read two articles because these look really interesting. Ah, oh, three actually. So I know I was supposed to do Brunei today, but I thought it would be super interesting to have a look at Thailand. So this is from uh fuck, what publication is this? It looks like the Guard SCMP South Morning what the fuck? SCMP. Does anyone know what this is? scmp.com anyway uh, the headline is Thailand protests royalist cower internet for defamation cases against king Vajiralongkorn we're like ronin warriors says a royalist filing police reports against protests under section 112 of the criminal code more than a dozen protest leaders have been summoned by authorities under the country's lesse majeste law all right Left unchecked, left unchecked rampant criticism of the Thai king by pro-democracy protesters will become like ringworm according to arch royalist Napadol Prompasit it will just keep spreading hmm. the 56 year old said he sees it as his duty to apply the ointment by reporting protesters under section 112 of the Thailand criminal code that outlaws criticism of the royal family and carries punishment up of up to 15 years in jail all right so it seems like um these royalists are really busy cracking down on protesters and pro democracy people oh that's interesting i'm not going to say if that's a shame because i would love to visit thailand at some point again <laughs> okay so again from ah it stands for south china morning post reported on 24th October this article reads is germany about to lose patience with thai king maha vajiralongkorn it reads thailand's capital of bangkok is more than 8800 kilometers away from the scenic bavarian lake region where king maha 
Vajira Longcorn quietly took up residence as crown prince over a decade ago. I wonder if he speaks German. The 68-year-old's improbable choice for a life shrouded in secrecy in Germany was long. Just a stable of reports that appeared in the curiosity sections of tabloid newspapers and on lifestyle TV programs here. Those occasional reports of an eccentric monarch were nourished by a time bizarre public sighting, such as wearing tight-fitting crock top over a bare torso on a shopping excursion and otherwise behaving strangely. You racist motherfuckers. <laughs> He's the king of fucking Thailand. Let him do what he wants. <laughs> the scion of one of the world's most privileged and wealthiest royal families, the king also reportedly spends time at a luxury alpine hotel in the Bavarian ski resort of Garmisch Partenkirchen that he rents out entirely for his entourage boss. Now, facing pro-democracy protests in Thailand, along with demands for a new constitution and limits on the monarchy, the king's decision to spend most of his time in Germany since 2016, when he ascended the throne upon his father's death, has become a major political issue in both countries. Hmm, super interesting. A recent report in the fuck, Oberbayerisches Volksblatt noted that monarchy critics in Germany have sent a petition to Chancellor Angela, Angela Merkel and Foreign Minister Heiko Maas asking them to declare that the Thai king persona non grata and that 150,000 people have signed the petition. Fuck! 150,000 Germans are like tired of the Thai king. All right, I guess that's the headline. I'm not going to save the rest of it. Now... The last piece of interesting thing about Thailand, all right, also from the South China Morning Post. Fuck, a lot from this publication today. Published 3rd November 2020, the headline reads, Hashtag Save Pornhub. Goddamn! <laughs> Why does Thailand need fucking Pornhub anyway? Like, I thought prostitutes were super cheap over there. <laughs> what am I talking about? All right. The headline reads, Hashtag Save Pornhub, Thailand bans porn and gambling sites causing outrage protests. Man, I guess a lot of people are broke in Thailand. They can't pay for prostitutes. So, you know, they, some people just need Pornhub. Thailand's digital minister, Putipong Punakanta, said 190 sites were blocked under the cybercrime law. Oh, prompting accusations of censorship. Oh! They want to censor the pro-democracy people. So they thought, you know what? At the same time, we get rid of the pawn hub. We support the prostitution industry. <laughs> Thai users spent more time on Pornhub than any other country last year. What? What? Thai users spend more time on Pornhub than any other... Why? Thailand. Oh my god, I knew these fuckers were horny, but this is some next level shit. <laughs> and VPN searches rose over 600% after the... Fucking hell, man. Wow. There's a guy pictured wearing a Pornhub shirt, and he looked a Thai guy, and he looks mad. <laughs> Thailand's government said on Tuesday... 
it had banned Pornhub and 190 other websites showing pornography, prompting social media anger over censorship and a protest against the decision. Hmm. The Thai people are angry. Digital Minister Putipong Punakanta said the block was part of efforts to restrict access to porn and gambling websites which were illegal under the country's cybercrime law. But many Thai users trended their hashtag safe Pornhub hashtag on Twitter and criticized the decision. They're fighting back. Thailand, which has a globally known sex industry. See, it's not just me. Uh, was among the top 20 countries by daily traffic for Pornhub. Top 20 lah, motherfuckers. The headline was so misleading. Top 20. According to Pornhub, users in Thailand spent more time on the site, 11 minutes and 21 seconds last year than those elsewhere in the world. Hold on. Maybe they are the most. 11 minutes and 21 seconds. I don't know. That seems kind of quick to me. That's a quick wank. <laughs> Is it just me, guys? Do you jack off in 11 minutes? I don't know. For me, like, I, I take half an hour. Uh, TMI. <laughs> an activist group called Anonymous Party said, We want to reclaim Pornhub. People are entitled to choices. You know, I, in my opinion, uh, Pornhub is really bad for your health. But at the same time, I think people should be able to be, should be free to be stupid and destroy their dicks if they want Okay, just before I go, I wanted to check up, uh, I forgot to do this earlier, how Brunei is doing with their COVID situation. But before that, for context, how many people in Brunei? Just for context. 428,962 people. All right, just above 400k. So let's type Brunei COVID and see what we get. Oh, fuck. So on 27th November, they had zero cases. On 26th November, they had zero. 25th November, they had one. 24th November, they had one. 23rd November, zero. Oh shit, it's like almost non-existent. They peaked in 20th March with what looks like 17 cases. So well done Brunei for uh, containing the coronavirus, especially since neighboring Sabah was fucked for a while. Very impressive. All right. That's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, uh, please consider sharing it on your Instagram story. Just say, wow, this podcast is crazy and informative. Relationship advice, news about Asia, and um, just general nonsense. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a beautiful Tuesday uh, afternoon ahead. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. There's some horrors in this house. There's some horrors in this house. There's some horrors in this house. I said certified freak. Seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make that put out game big. Woo! Yeah. 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 You fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring the bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Beat it up. Get charge extra large and extra hot for this pussy right in your face. Swiping nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I wanna ride Uncle Piggle. I don't know how to read it. <laughs> Time me up like I'm surprised. Natural play like a disguise. Another duck that lit. Mac truck. Ride his little garage. Make it scream.
don't cook, I'm clean, but let me tell you, I got this ring. Ooh.